Thank you for downloading this episode of the Football Purist Podcast. For more episodes, go to www.footballpurist.com and you can also find us at iTunes. Welcome to the FA Cup winning, history making, record breaking, purely Arsenal podcast. I've got Neil Shaw with me, how you doing Neil? You sounded like Roy Castle there, do you remember him, record breakers? He sounded exactly <laughs> like him there. <laughs> Fucking how am I doing? How am I doing? What do you think, how am I doing? Love it. Love it. Love it. It's beyond my time that, mate. I'm too young for all that shit. Okay. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Love it. I've also got Mark Harrison with me, how you doing Mark? I'm uh, ecstatic. I can't really sort of think of any other word, really. And also questioning my uh, my whole football outlook on things because uh, there were some amazing performances there that I didn't expect. But absolutely ecstatic and uh, pleased for everyone. Yeah, mate, absolutely. Also got Michael Harris with me. How you doing, Michael? I'm all right, Jack. How are you doing, mate? I've had better Saturdays, but, you know, let's crack on. Yeah, mate. God, what a Saturday. <laughs> I tell you, it's unbelievable. I know. I know, just can't put it into words. You can't put it into words. I put my blooming thing on mute there. Uh, so got, I, 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 I wanted to laugh. I couldn't thing. laugh at your response, Michael. There we go. Don't worry. <laughs> no, we no, we, right, we heard you from afar. <laughs> but it's been, it's, it was absolutely brilliant. I think it was beyond any of our wildest dreams. Mark, I know you were at the game. You boys were watching... Um, at home with, with, with family members and whatnot and um and a few other people that were at the game. But Mark, let's start with you. There was obviously we're talking we, we did a preview podcast in a week trying to figure out the lineup. One thing we didn't figure out was that Wenger was gonna stick with Ospina. Um we thought he yeah. rotated check in to the to the FA Cup as well because of the semi final, but but he stuck to his guns on it. We were we were all pretty shocked about that and somewhat upset. And then there was a few other surprises yeah. as well, Ox at wing back and whatnot. How did you feel, mate, going into it? It was a, a lineup we've, we've never seen before, really. Yeah, I mean, I have to say, you know, and I put my hands up. I, you know, I was really, really low on it. I, you know, I, I, I looked, I looked at the, the the lineup, and I just thought, well, you know, it's a case of of how many. You know, I, 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 it was a strange, strange feeling for me yesterday going into a cup final. You know, with with a, with a low expectation. You know, we're Arsenal. We're, we were always going into things, you know, expecting big things of our team. And, our, and, and and yesterday, I really didn't have that feeling. It was a strange, strange way of leaving. When I left going to Wembley, I'm thinking, oh dear, you know, I just hope we, we don't get beaten and thrashed and bizarre, really. And, and then when I saw the line-up confirmed, I was like, oh dear, you know. And, and the, I think that the Ospina thing, especially, it irritated me because, I, you know, we've, we've all been saying that Czech's been playing his best football since, he, since he's arrived and and then he, he does that, you know, and uh, there was a rumour that he had a little knock check, but then you see him on the bench. So, you know, it was it, it was it was a very, very sort of low expectation final from me. And, and the one the one thing I saw that really, you know, worried the life out of me was was Per Mertesacker. And he actually has made me question, you know, whether I do actually even know anything about this game, because uh, I don't think I've ever seen a performance from somebody that hasn't played for a year. Um, like that, it was absolutely astonishing. So, um, just, just, yeah, just, just, it full of, full of concern. But uh, at the end of it, you know, just, just full of elation. I just, just, I was, I was still, I'm still gobsmacked by some of those performances yesterday. Absolutely marvelous. Yeah, brilliant, mate. Absolutely brilliant. I agree with you on Permutasaka. I didn't have faith, and um, I, I, you know, I really don't. But I really didn't. I, the lack of game time. Um, 
you, you know his speed weakness, but and he never played in the back three. They were saying that constantly before the game, and I was sitting there going, "Oh yeah. no, this is a this is an accident waiting to happen." But um, it was it was incredible. Um, Michael, um, start of the game, mate. I mean, if you want to touch on the lineup as well, you, you you can do. But we did. We we came out flying, and it looked like I watched it again. Chelsea were just could not cope with the movement. The way we spread the play, you know, we used the full width for the pitch. It is a big pitch at Wembley, but we used it completely. Mm. We made it look so big, the pitch, didn't we? And um, from yeah, the we start, did, yeah. it was just an incredible start to the game, Michael, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And uh, it, it was a reminder of the game at the Emirates earlier this season where we sort of put them to bed in the first half. Um, but yeah, just touching quickly on the on the lineup, yeah, it was a bit worrying, you know, uh, with Ospina being brought back in, especially when Czech played in the last two games. On, in the run, but I think, you know, maybe Ospino had, was carrying an injury. Um, but the thing with Per, you know, I mean, not thinking like, you know, a wise after the event, but if he was going to come back into the team, it, it would, it would have been a little bit more secure for him to play in a three rather than in, in a, in a, you know, two centre backs, you know, like Happy Kashani, then he wouldn't have been exposed as much. So, um, so him being in the middle of the, of that three in Marshall and stuff and dropping back maybe a little bit deeper probably played into our hands a little bit, but, you know the 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 start was just uh, incredible, and you know the amount of chances that we we created was, which was got me. We opened them up. We really really opened them up, and there was a point where I was having flashbacks to two thousand and one because um, that cup final against Liverpool where we got absolutely robbed, and we mm. created, and that was such a one sided final. It, it it just reminded me of that. I thought, oh my god, it's, it, please don't let this happen again because this is Chelsea. You know they're gonna get your second win but the chances what he had you know Danny Welbeck taking a couple of touches too much and um, and, and, and uh, you know Ozil having a shot clear for the line I was just thinking oh my god you know this is this is going to come back to haunt us but it all stemmed from the start and they they couldn't live with us you know they, it was it was amazing to see and you just hope that fitness was going to going to hold um, and it did as it turned out but uh, it begs the question you know why, why, why can't we start like that more often than not you know uh, what, you know, where, where did it where did it come from? But uh, I'm sure we get into that a bit a bit later. Yeah, no, um, absolutely, mate. Um, one thing that also happened at the start, Neil, a um, lot of chances, of course. But I was just walking in the door, and you guys were were texting me, goal, 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 and then it was a bit of silence, and I was like, is it a goal? Is it not a goal? I didn't know what to say. And I saw it as it came on the TV, and um, Neil, you, obviously, you know, there is some controversy surrounding the goal. But what what are your thoughts on on Alexis's goal? It stood ultimately, didn't it? Uh, couldn't care less about the controversy. Can I be honest with you? Uh, don't give a, don't care. Um, it was, it was, a, it was, uh, I, it went in and that's all I give a shit about. Um, because let's, let's look at it, uh, up leading up to that goal. It was all us. Um, it, the, the way, the way the half panned out, you know, us going in as one nil, uh, one nil up. I think it was well deserved. It really was all us. We played on the front foot. We played exactly what I said on the preview. I said, I hope that they played with controlled aggression. I hope they um, keep, keep it tight. They do the quick passing. They find those pockets of space that Alexis and Ozil can exploit. And they did everything, all of that, and then some, and then some. And with the goal, all right, okay, there's two points of controversy with it. If, if you want to discuss it, I don't really want to, but... Um, you've got the bit where uh, there is a handball incident. I don't know if how much of that Alexis, whether whether he knew about it. If it, it sort of, to me, it seemed to like come up off his knee almost and and hit his hand. Whether whether it was deliberate or not, to be honest, it's all water under the bridge now. That part of it uh, was overlooked. And then you you look at the I think the the talking point was more about the with the referee and the linesman 
was more about the um, whether it was offside or not. And I think pundits have gone, from what I understand, have gone more towards by the letter of the law, it should have been offside because although Ramsey didn't touch the ball, he was sort of, um, uh, how can I say, sort of... Uh, interfering in the sense that he was uh his his body movement and everything was affecting the play i can't find the right word for it but yeah it was almost as if he he changed the way uh the goalkeeper lined up to try and save the ball so they're saying that technically then then it's 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 offside although he wasn't interfering physically but I, other people have said, well, no, by the letter of the law it should stand and it's called credit to alexis because he still, he still, you know, went and did what he did and, and, and put the ball in the net, uh, despite every, everyone else sort of like standing still thinking, hang on a minute, this is offside. But even, uh, Ramsey, you've got to say, give him a bit of uh, credit for that because he realized, oh, hang on a minute, I'm in an offside position. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. And let, uh, Alexis, whether Alexis called for him not to touch it or not, I don't know. But I think Ramsey was aware. So there was a bit of awareness from Ramsey there as well. But to be honest, Jack, I really don't care. The ball went in, uh, the net. It was given, and every, I've said it time and time before, um, trying to be fair and trying to be as a football fan, we get our strokes of bad luck as well in the game. We're also going to get our share of good luck, and I think yesterday we had a bit of good luck, um, and I'm sure later on next season we'll have a bit of bad luck and be upset about it, but everyone goes through that, whatever team you support, whatever whoever you play for, you're going to get your strokes of good and bad luck. It, it goes around and balances itself out. So that's it. That's the way. That's the way, how I'm gonna end it. That's that's what I saw it. That it was fine. It went in, and we were one lot. And bloody good show. Yeah, brilliant. And it was a first goal. You know, we say first goal can be crucial in some games. I do think first goal was really crucial to this game with the way Chelsea played. And if you look at the Alexis thing, I mean, he does put his hands up, obviously, but I don't. It's not really hand to ball. There's no way he's getting his hand to the. He just puts his hands up in almost, almost a protective mode. The ball gets smashed at him from two yards, three yards. I don't really think you can you can move yourself out of the way. I mean, if if that was given as a pen in the box or something, I don't know. But if you look at his hands, are slight to the side of his body, but he's not really putting his hands towards the ball. So, but like you said, he, he carried on. It was a great finish, and um, Chelsea loved the counter game, and it didn't really mark allow Chelsea to play the counter game as well at that point because they had to they had to they had to push forward a little bit more. They had to they couldn't just pick and choose where they push forward. And the thing with it was they, they couldn't really deal with our attacks because they just kept on coming. But what was the difference? Like, why were we able to dominate so much? You know, we've seen some, some really poor performances this season. We've seen a great one against mm. Chelsea. But, but obviously this is a, a completely different lineup, So it's not personnel as such. Um, so sure. what, what's allowing us to, to dominate um, a team like Chelsea, the best team in the league? Well, I, th- I think just just the way we went, we went at them on the front foot, really, Jack. I think, you know, it, when you start a game like that, when you when you say right, we're going to dictate the play and the pace of the match. Unless that other team goes with you, then you know you've got control. And I think Chelsea made the error of thinking that they were going to turn up and, and just beat us. And um, and you know, and they didn't expect like like we have to put our hands up. We probably didn't expect us to come out with such gusto and such such verve. You know, we, we were we were fantastic from minute one. You know, I I, I I've said many times on this pod that. Within five minutes watching Arsenal, you know, you can generally pick up how we're going to play. Well, yesterday, in the first five minutes, I sort of looked round, you know, at my son and said, you know, this they, they started really well. You know, we, we, we looked like we're on the front foot. And and I think what enabled us to, to continue that is that we saw as, as the first 10, 15 minutes unfolded, how many times we were getting in behind Chelsea. 
I think Welbeck was absolutely astonishing. You know, I thought the work rate of the guy, you know, was was just was just spot on. He was they love to play it out the back, right? So they love to just throw it out, not nip nip nip, give it to Louis. Well, he wasn't having none of it. He was on their feet. He, the amount of time he dispossessed them, and of course you got Alexis buzzing around that as well. So we just didn't, we just never let them play. It wasn't, we didn't. It wasn't like we tried to stop them, right? We were just on the front foot. We we were full of our own belief, and you know we just haven't seen that enough. But when, but the, the, I was saying just before we went on, guys, when I, you know, the, the, the time we did see it, this was actually when we played Chelsea at the Emirates because we we actually did that to them. Uh, 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 there, you know, we never gave him a chance to get in the game. It was it was one sided, and this yesterday was one sided. I, I picked Welbeck. I mean, you can pick any of them. You know, Ramsey, Zaka. You know that they were everyone was foot perfect. It was it was just a great performance. The wing backs were great. We were first into tackles. So I think what allowed us to do it was clearly the the, the, the system suits us. Clearly that you know it, the new system does suit us. It gives us more freedom. The players are clearly more happy playing that, but but when they when they put their mind to it, when they play with that whole winning attitude, that mentality that we are going to win today and everyone's going to win their their positional battle, there isn't many that can go with us. You know, I just believe that you know we are the best, if if not you know close to the best in the league when we're at it, and 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 we were we were at it so much yesterday that I think it just took Chelsea's breath away. It was just marvelous to see, you know, even when they scored and it was a poor goal. You still felt that you know we were we were going to come back and do something, and the instant reaction was was marvellous. So, I think the answer to the question really is is that we never allowed Chelsea to be in the game. They say, oh, we didn't really turn up, and you know we didn't. Honest. Yeah, but, but you know, to me, that's not that's not true. You know, we played the best we played pretty much all season yesterday, and every single player in that team deserves deserves equal share of credit. Um, just, just well said. Took, took my breath away. Took my breath away. The performance and it, and it and it reinvigorated the fans. I think it's reinvigorated the club to see at the end of a very very difficult season that we can finish not only with winning a trophy, which is like mad after what we've been talking about the last you know six months, but to actually finish with such style and such such you know passion from the players. It was marvellous, mate, and it's given everyone a real lift right at the end when when uh, when we probably didn't expect it. So, uh, fantastic. We've just got to take that now into the summer and build on it and, and come back with that in our minds, you know. So, uh, marvellous stuff, mate, marvellous. Yeah, absolutely. I think Danny Welbeck's going to be 15% better as well next season with a full pre-season under his belt. Oh, absolutely. Um, after that injury, you know, they, people with ACL tears, typically they come back better that second season. I think he's gonna. Right. He's gonna just you know you know notice sometimes in front of goal he's a little bit rash, a little bit clumsy sometimes. Yeah. Can't get yeah. his feet. But but everything else, like you say, he's got every, everything leading up to it. Is is, is everything we want oh. in a striker, isn't it? Is everything we want in a striker? And Keown's um, likened his work rate yesterday to not, not obviously finishing or anything like that. But he likened his work rate and, the, and his, his stature and the way he played uh, to, to right. sometimes went on replays. And I, I, right. I, I wasn't actually against that. I was like, yeah, I genuinely see what you're talking about. Technically, obviously, yeah. we're not in that zone. But if he can get, you know, if he can get his, his touch back a little bit and, and start to start to get his scoring boots on, he could be a proper yeah. handful. And there's not a question mark. If Wenger's still there, I, I, I think Wenger's going to show huge faith in Welbeck next season. Yes, I agree. Line, so he should. I think, so yeah, should. absolutely. I think he, I agree with you on that one. But like you said, you could pick him out one to eleven, and could pick oh. out any player, and we'll talk. Try and figure out who our man of the match is. At, some point, yeah. 
But another area, um, Michael, that we we've really been worried about this season is central midfield. You know, this this midfield we came up against Kante and Matic, and they they've been lauded for their for their performances this season. And we didn't let Jacker and Ramsey just ran the show, didn't they, Michael? They did. Um, I I think Jacker again. I mean, as Marcus said. Everyone was note per, everyone was note perfect yesterday. I think bar one moment where he sort of was a bit slow to turn away and get a ball away and someone intercepted it. I think Jacko didn't do a, a single thing wrong yesterday. And, and as for Ramsey, if you, if you note, uh, he was, uh, he was obviously involved in the first goal. Um, you know, he, he's getting in the way. Um, the second goal, he was there, but he was always disrupting things. I think we said a couple of, uh, weeks ago in the pod where his performances, the way he was playing was disrupting our team, the way we played, the way, you know, he was just getting in the way, you know, he, he wanted to play out front all the time. But yesterday he w- it was what he was doing, the runs he was making, um, the way he was following the ball in and everything. They just couldn't live with him. You know, Matic and, and Cantley didn't know what to do. They were all, it, all, we were always getting in behind those two, there was always a gap there, and he he just caused them so much confusion yesterday. It was brilliant, and they, they seem to be gelling. They seem to be getting a lot better the more they play together. And obviously, it's the formation as well. You know, the, it allows him a lot more license to go forward, knowing there's a bit of uh, defensive security behind. But um, I, I've got I've got sorry, I've just got to talk about the start of the game and where the the the, the mentality of the team was was made up for me was when Costa tried to run over Holding and Holding got up and started pointing at his at his head to say, like, you're you're a head case, there's something wrong with you. You know, you're you you know, you're you're you know, and he didn't back down. And from that I thought this kid's eighteen years old, he's a cup final, and there's this thug trying to disrupt him, trying to upset him Set and he's not having it. And then and we just carried and it and it went from there. And I thought, yeah. go on, son. And it, and it, and we just followed that lead and, and we weren't backing down and it was it was great to see and um Jack, like I said, didn't put a foot wrong yesterday, apart from that little slip up in the first half. He was just immense. And Ramsey, you know, we've, we've given him pelters on there for, 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 for months and, 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 you know, you've got to take your hat off to him, man. The guy was, 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 was superb yesterday and, and the finish to be, to be there in, at that time of the game, you know, in those conditions, uh, to have the cool head to literally head it in was, was just, you know, fair, you know, he's done it again. Two match winners, two, two, uh, match winning. Uh, goals for Arsenal. I mean, you know, I just hope we kick on from there and, uh, they, they, all the boys are buzzing, you know, reading up all the stuff and the quotes. It's all great to hear and everything. And, uh, you know, we come back and we, and we, and we just continue, you know, we obviously played them again and we'll just carry on with those two in the middle with, with a couple of additions, hopefully. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I think holding set the tone and Mesa Ozil and Hazard as well was a, was a big one for me in the, in the first half, seeing that a lot. I, I was jumping up and down when Mesut Ozil did that. I don't know if it was a foul or not. I didn't care. I just, I love the fact that we lost the ball when Ozil, he, he just, you know, he showed the desire to try and get back. And he did yeah. it all game, Mesut Ozil. Yeah, you know? And he has been questioned. I've questioned him for it in other games, but I didn't question him at all yesterday. His attitude was perfect. He's got, he's got some speed as well, Mesut Ozil, that, that, that you know, he, I don't think he gets full credit for. When we're breaking, I mean, he, he, he's on, when he's, he, he starts moving, he's got some proper speed about him and, and, yes. um, and, you know, he was, that's what, yeah. when he was in on goal and he, and, and he got cleared off the line, you know, he yeah. showed some speed and I was like, I thought it was Ramsey because they both got blonde hair now. So I was like throwing me off, but, but um, he, yeah, he, he was great. But 
You go in at half time, shockingly, Neil, you go in at half time and you're sitting there going, I can't believe I'm saying this, but the game should be dead and buried and now I'm really upset. And, and typical Arsenal <laughs> fan style, you know, we thought we'd be out of it by half time and here we are worried game's not over and we haven't lifted the cup by half time but um, you know it, 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 it was that good a half Neil I mean you couldn't they had a couple of half chances but and they came back into it maybe last five or ten but it was it was a fantastic first half of football we just you know we, we all said you know in text messages and whatnot, can we keep it up do we have it to keep up are we going to bottle this at some point because you know unfortunately you know we, 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 we've been questioning it through the season but it was a fantastic half of football wasn't it Neil just couldn't script it any better. Um, it was a joy to watch. I'm still, you know, even now, even before we started recording the pod, I don't think I've looked forward, with all due respect, Jack, to a pod, pod more than this one, because it was almost flawless, if you think about it, the first half. It was everything we've been wanting from the team for months, if not a couple of years, even more than that. We just wanted to see a good performance. And then if from that... You get a win. It's like the cherry on the cake almost. And they delivered. It's just so, it was, it was just so beautiful to watch. Everything seemed to work from every position you look at. They were all playing their heart out. They were all playing as a unit, as a team there for each other. I mean, you just, it, uh, there's just no words to describe how good it was. Um, just, just, just simply watch it and you'll, and you'll see it was almost like poetry in motion. And, um, you know, I, 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 you you think you you get that feeling that how long can you sustain this because you've you've come off the blocks you know right from the, from the get go how long can you sustain this level of uh, of, of of commitment uh, intensity you know uh, desire how long can you do that but I, I wasn't I wasn't worried Jack I'll be honest with you I wasn't worried I just saw it and I thought it's more of a mental thing today with these guys that I can see more as as, as much as it is a physical one. And if mentally they have, they believe in themselves that they're going to win the game, then it doesn't matter. Now, I, I did think to myself that Chelsea are an outstanding team. None, none, none of us can deny that. They've got a great manager. They've, they, they've shown it by winning the league very comprehensively. 30 wins out of 38 games. I mean, that's a record in itself. So, you know, we're, we're up against a very, very difficult team and, uh, so I thought that they're going to have a purple patch at some point. They're going to have to have one. And um, I, th- and I was think- saying to myself, that's fine. As long as we can soak it up and as long as we can react to anything that bad that does happen from that, I still think and I still believe that we're going to win this game from the way that we have played because our attitude is just, just so different to anything I've seen bar what Mark mentioned potentially the, 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 the sorry, the, the game that we, we played against them at the Emirates. Apart from that game, I don't see, think I've seen uh, uh, the players so sort of wanting this themselves. It's almost as if they've decided that, you know what, today we're going to go out there and we're going to win it. For whatever reason, they're going to win it and they're not going to come out of that, come off that pitch as the runners are. And that's why I wasn't worried. And even when, you know, the second half things, things started going a little bit awry, and Chelsea did have that purple patch. They started getting on the front foot more. We started sort of like falling back a little bit. I still wasn't that concerned. I mean, obviously, there was that we, which we'll talk about a bit later on, they did level it up. But I, I just don't know. I just saw something a bit different in them today, in them yesterday, Jack. And it's inspired me with so much confidence. And I always say every season, uh, season end, and when we're doing a podcast before the new season starts, that we're going to do the quad next season, all that kind of stuff. I know I laugh and joke about it, but... 
if we play like this, I mean, come and think about it. We what we played last, we've won the last eleven out of twelve or twelve out of thirteen in all competitions. I mean, that's a, that's that is some uh, you know turnaround. And if we can maintain this level of play, this standard of play going forward into next season. There is no way we cannot be challenging for the title. There is no way. I know there's a lot of uncertainty still with is Wenger still going to be with the club? Are certain players going to sign or not? But let's say it's all status quo and we get a couple of players in to strengthen the squad. And if we play with this mentality, I'm sorry, but we will be challenging for the title next season. There is no doubt in my mind about that. Yeah, no, can't argue with that. I just don't know how to turn around. Has happened. I didn't. I didn't see room for the turnaround with it, the way everything was going this season. I just didn't see room for it. And all right, we didn't get fourth place, but in terms of the the performances and the results, I just didn't. I knew there was a few games left, but I just didn't see it because of the way we were performing, and it just didn't feel like it was going to happen. But but credit to the to the manager, credit to the players for that. But um, like Neil said, Mark, we got into the second half, and um, they did come back into the game. They had early chances through Moses, great save from Ospina. We were still countering them really well. You know, Bellerin was probably, you know, having the best chances early on in that second half for us mm. a couple of times. Um, then there was a big call and he made a great call, Anthony Taylor. I never compliment the ref, <clears> but the big calls I was so happy with him for. Um, it was a, it was a really joke of a dive and he called it and he did stand, stood strong and he said, no, I'm not having any of that. Don't care if you're the champions. Get off the pitch. And it was great. I really, really like that. What about you? Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, he's not, he's, the refs take a lot of stick and we, you know, and they sometimes quite rightly so, sometimes maybe not. But he made, he made some big calls yesterday and even if that's an Arsenal player, right, you can't, you can't deny that that was the right decision. Now, the, the big, the big bit of it for me is making that call in the cup final is massive because it had, it has huge knock on effects, new, huge connotations for the team that gets, obviously gets one sent off. So, in a big game like that, you've got to be sure. And he was in perfect position. He saw exactly what went on. And, it, and he knew he was, he was going off. So, you know, you've got to give him credit when they deserve it. And as I say, even if that was the other way around, if that was Ox going down on Moses, I would say you've got to go. There's no room for it. I don't like it. Um, but it was an absolute outrage. I'm not being funny. He could at least, he could have at least try to clip his ankle, right? I mean, he was like, it was like going down in stages, the fellow, and I mean, it was it was outrageous. So he had to go, and I think, you know, then after that, you you think to yourself, well, hold it a minute, you know, not only are we are we winning here, we're, you know, that we're we're they're now down to ten men, and you, this is this is getting better and better by the by the second, really. But yeah, I thought I thought Taylor, you know, with the Sanchez goal as well, and you know, just some other calls, he got most of it right. In a pressurized game like that, London derby as well, it's it's very difficult. The speed. I was quite close to the pitch yesterday. I was in row eight, um, just on, just in, in the eighteen yard wow. uh, area, and about halfway. And uh, the, it, you know the speed of the game. You know we were we were pushing that speed on 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 the game constantly. The speed of the game was just unbelievable. When the closer you are, the more you see that. And uh, to referee something like that, Jesus, and try and get decisions like that right. My good God, you've got to have eight pairs of eyes. So. Whilst we do lambast them and they have got the, the help of the linesmen, and you know it is difficult, and but you do want to, you know, for me, I want to see that. I want to see that stamped out. I, I believe the, uh, you know, the fact that we can go back and look at replays next year and and ban them retrospectively, divers, is good for the game. You know, it's got to be stamped out because there's nothing worse than getting done on a dive. You know, like we know at Old Trafford in the, on the 50th game, absolute outrage. You know, it cost us our our, our run. 
and you know stuff just you can pick you can pick them out over time and there's so many players that want to try and do it now as well he's got previous Moses and I you know I, I don't I don't like it so I'm really glad that he had the bottle to you know to do it and they have clearly got a, a, a directive to be strict with it because there has been times when they just get away with it or if they're on a yellow they get a little tick off now it's a straight yellow card and you're going you know and if you've got a yellow tough you shouldn't have done it so uh, you know, all, all credit to, to Taylor, um, and then and then from then on, I thought you know we were in even more control, even even though even though Costa scored, I'm sure we'll get onto that. Um, but I just thought after that, you know what, you know if we if we continue to play at our level, no matter what happens, we, we're going to come out, we're going to come out winning it a day. You know, you, you do fear them all the time. You know, Hazard was my only concern. I thought it, it, for them, he, you know, when he gets the ball, things do happen, and. Uh, but I still was confident by by that by that moment I was thought to myself we're not ever going to have a better chance because not only we're playing the best we've played all season now we're playing with, with ten men so you know all credit to Taylor for that I have to uh, I have to say yeah well, yeah he did yeah, he did really he did really well there didn't he Mark because I think he was even kneeling down to, he was. to almost it was almost like really try and get the best view possible now that could have yeah. been for either reason either to if Alexis was going to Alexis sorry Oxlade uh, um, Oxlade was yeah. going to foul him. Yeah. Uh, or whether he was going to dive, so he was waiting for either or to happen, and Correct. um and and uh, yeah, I think I think it was a great piece of refereeing. I know we always uh, lambast the referees and not have a good word to say about them most of the time, but yeah. I think he got it spot on um, there. Yeah, and, and you're right, I agree with you. If it was Arsenal players as well, I don't like diving. I, oh, I know Perez oh. Perez was guilty of it a couple of times, and I didn't like it when he stood because I thought it's you don't need to do it. You're such a great player. You don't need to be doing that. You don't have to bring that part of ugly part of it into the game and uh, I just think it's great it's just very much like uh, um, uh, the red card that Koscielny saw the other day you know it was a red we can't argue against it it was a red card it, it done wrong that's it end of so mm. I think you know it, 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 we, 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 we try to be fair it's not because it's um, Chelsea and when we support Arsenal and it's the final and we I mean obviously it's, it's, it's great for us but it was a red card. It was, it was definitely there. And, and I think that's, that's, uh, it is obviously now it's going to be looked upon, uh, with a more, with more formality going into the next season, which I think you're right. It's a great thing to, to see that happen. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, I thought we were going to go from strength to strength and, and grab the second and maybe the third at that point. And we were still, you know, cutting them open at will. We were doing it with 11 men. So 10 men weren't going to change that. We were still breaking at, at will, but, but they found their way back into the game, Michael. Um, Concerns, um, you know, probably the one sort of down on on the game was the, the way that goal was conceded. It was a bit of a sloppy goal, wasn't it, Michael? A little, yeah. Just it's, it's probably the only time. Um, I mean, holding got caught under the ball a little bit, um, and then obviously with Costa, uh, his shot took a deflection as well. So it was a bit of a it was a bit of a soft, scrappy goal to concede, and it was a bit gutting at the time. You're thinking, oh shit, it's going to go extra time or. You're just worried that, oh, are we going to collapse all that good work we've done? You know, are we going to just all just throw it away because we've seen it happen so many times before, you know, when we've gone up to Stamford Bridge and been on the verge of getting a good result and then we'll, something happens and then we just collapse. Um, but no, I mean, literally a couple of minutes later, we, 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 we go and turn it around. But yeah, I mean, it, to be fair to them, you know, I think Mark touched on it before people saying that Chelsea didn't turn up. I mean, do me a favour. If you look at the stats, and like, you know, they say, they say the stats don't lie, but if you look at the stats, they had just as much as many attempts on goal as us. I think they actually had more. Um, I think they had one shot on target more than us or something like that. The possession was like 51, 
So they came to they they came to the game in the second half. So you can't say people turn up. Chelsea didn't turn up, and the fact that how can most of our players have eight or nines out of ten, uh, and and their lot have have like you know if if it was because they didn't turn up, that wouldn't be the case, would it? It was because we played well and we deserved the win because the players all stepped up to a man and put in a great performance. But that that the goal, you know, was just a. You know, for me, it was just a little bit, you know, holding, getting caught under the ball a little bit, you know, and he turned blindly as well into just hoping that he was going to get in the way. Um, and it fell to, it was going to be one, either him or, um, Hazard, wasn't it? They were the two that were going to do something to us. And, uh, unfortunately it went to him because he's, he's such a nasty piece of work anyway. And I just hope he takes the, the Chinese money and, and, and runs and, and we don't have to see him anymore in, in, in the Premier League because he's an absolute thug. I mean, I'm not going to go into a rant about Costa. But the thing about Costa, if you notice, whenever he goes into a challenge or 50-50, if you notice, you know most players, when they go into a 50-50 or they're going to collide, they tend to try to protect themselves. They try to jump out of the way or whatever. He doesn't. He leaves his body in. He leaves a leg hanging in so it can connect with, with a part of the other position. He did it with Ospina. He did it with uh, Holding yesterday. He's a nasty piece of work. He's always looking to... Do some sort of, you know, under, underhand, you know, sort of injury or damage to someone. He's, he's, a, he's a fuck. And I just hope he, he fucks off to be honest. Sorry to, you know, pardon my language, but he's, he's a nasty piece of work. I just hope he goes. And I'm glad, you know, we turned him over yesterday. That's it. Ran over. Sorry. No, beautiful. Anytime you want to rant about Diego Costa is fine with me. And um, you can swear with it as well. Most yeah. welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, there was an argument about Ozil, a foul on Ozil before it. I know, Mark, we mentioned that before the podcast and stuff like that. And my irritation was that I haven't, I haven't watched whether it truly was a foul or not again. I've got to watch that game. Was that, um, I just feel like those are the kind of ones that we never seem to get anyway. You know, you see it on, on Giroud all the time. You know, players coming up in the back of them, pushing, shoving them, and, and will drop down to the floor. And, but if it's a foul, it's a foul. And then, like you said, Ospina probably could have done better. But another player, We'll get onto at some point, but he did really well with Spino. Other than that, other than that, obviously the goal, um, but he did did really really well. And, and you know he's leaving, and we're looking at it going, why are you playing a plan that's just leaving? But like I think one of you boys said before the game, he did the same thing with Fabianski. Um, and um, you know you know Wenger keeps the faith with, with, with the team, keeps the faith with the players. And then after that, Neil, there was about a sixty second period which I've watched a lot. I look, you look for what's the reaction from the players after we concede a goal. Monreal's, you know, he's livid that we've conceded because he, you know, um, you see, but a lot of the players, Luis is trying to run to the corner flag with a ball and Ramsey is sprinting after him to grab the ball, which I loved. I was like, that's brilliant. Love seeing that. Wenger sticks to his guns. He's always try, already trying to make a substitution with Giroud and he sticks to it. And the stubbornness in Wenger, you could see him holding that substitution and going, hold on a minute. Welbeck is running the channels here. We've just conceded a goal. We need to keep Welbeck on. And he doesn't. He makes the change, right? And it works out perfectly, Neil. It was brilliant, wasn't it? Um, was it 60 seconds? It was more, I thought it was more like 20. It was, it, I think the Chelsea well, fans were yeah, still... probably. I was going from I the think, goal to uh, the restart. But. It, it, oh, right. Okay. I mean, it, it was, um, I think the fans, the Chelsea fans were still celebrating. We were a little bit, oh God, oh no. But, what an inspired substitution that was. Um, fantastic. You know, I mean, as well as Welbeck had done, um, Wenger still had, had the bottle to, to, to make that sub. And, um, you know, it, it, we've always worried about, um, the, the players' reactions. We've spoken about it so many times that 
when they concede, the head drops, uh, a different mentality seems to, and an overriding different mentality seems to, to take over every single player. They seem they, they seem to think that's it, all is lost, all, all hope is gone. A complete role reversal of it yesterday. It was almost as if, bring it, yeah, you scored, right, we're going to get another one back. I didn't expect it to happen 20 seconds later or wherever it was. Um, it was, it was, it was, it was fantastic. It just showed, uh, the, 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 again, the mentality I was speaking a bit earlier that they just were not prepared to lose this game. It was, it wasn't going to happen. And I thought it was, um, you know, you know, we, we can talk about, uh, Giroud's first, first touch, which led to, you know, which was, was the assist, which I thought was really, really well, well done. Um, but leading up to that, what a ball from Alexis as well, uh, which found Giroud. It was a fantastic ball, which is, which we've, we've come to know and love about him. It's what he does and what he does best. And, uh, it was, it was a fantastic cutback, uh, for, for Ramsey, but a grin, you know, it's still great awareness from Ramsey. And this is what we're seeing now in him with, in the last couple of last few games. Ever since he's um, found this partnership with Xhaka, which I think has been absolutely exceptional, um, he's found almost, he's touching on that form that he showed before he got um, injured. Uh, you know, when he had that good, what was it, half, three, two-thirds of a season where he was pl- almost unplayable. And I think he's starting to get back to that now a little bit. And I, and I just And I just feel that, you know, that can only mean good things for us going forward if, if he can carry that on. It's almost a shame that now we've got the break. Because we've, we've got a great momentum going at the moment. Um, and, and I, th- and I think Ramsey's pivotal. And I, th- I think the fact that we've got this new formation, as the guys have said earlier, and I think we have said in the last couple of pods, is giving Ramsey the freedom because he knows that he's not under the pressure that he's leaving anyone exposed behind him because you've got Xhaka there holding his position and you've got, you know, three centre backs behind him. So we can attack with this, attack with this great vigour, this, you know, with great enterprise, a bit of creativity, which we get from, Ozil, uh, Ozil and Sanchez and it was just brilliant and to, to respond that fast I think it just killed Chelsea after that I mean I know they they still came back a little bit after that and it, it, there was another great save from uh, Ospina uh, from again from Costa but I, I just think that was a real hammer blow for them and, and what you know how that's the most incredible response you can ask for to respond with a goal immediately you know you've been running the show pretty much for the whole game You've conceded one goal and then you just respond with that. And, and, and it was just great. I mean, I can't, I want to say so much, but I can't because I'm just still so excited about what I saw yesterday. It was just incredible from all the players and, and it, it, it was the right result, I think, at the end. Can't argue with it. And I am going to say, sorry, before I finish, I agree with both the lads there. I hearing, I'm hearing all this crap, even the pundits saying about how Chelsea didn't turn up. That is utter bullshit. The fact is Arsenal made them play like that. It was because we were playing so well that they 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 couldn't they couldn't even touch us, especially in the first first half. You think about it, we hit the crossbar twice, the post twice in the first half. I think Ozil hit it again in the in, in the second half. We could have even won that game four or five one, and it's because we outplayed Chelsea. It's not because they didn't turn up. So I'm not having any of that. And what you can't forget is that Chelsea mm. have had the league wrapped up for three weeks. They've wrapped their top players in cotton wool. We played mm. with ten men against Everton mm. last week because of a dodgy challenge from Koscielny. Uh, and when we've got a mixed match side, I mean, if anyone wants excuses out of that game, it's Arsenal, if, if I'm honest. So, so you know, you, you can't be looking at that and saying Chelsea didn't do this, didn't do that, didn't do the other. A better team by far won on the day. And I know, Neil, you're saying, I know you're right, you know, oh, it feels like, you know, you want the season to go on and on. There's another side of me, though, Neil, that is absolutely exhausted. 
I knack them. Oh, my palms are sweating in the night. I'm waking up with visions of Wenger. Oh, you know, I, 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 you're right, but I'm quite happy to end the season on this massive high and just, you know, just let things settle down a little bit, hopefully, in the summer. And then we go again. But um, but we, we saw it out, Mark. We saw it out, like Neil said. And uh, it was a fantastic finish for Ramsey. If you have to pick out one player that's your man in the match, we've got a question, I think, from, I want to say it was Ivor Cannon. If, uh, I will come to it. If we, but if you have to pick out one of your, your man in the match, who, who is it for you? Well, I, th- I have to say, you know, I've been fairly critical of Aaron Ramsey. Um, it's not Aaron Ramsey, by the way, but I think like, he has to have a special mention. I, mean, I think Neil's right in what he says. He, he was marvellous yesterday. Um that the, the Aaron Ramsey that we saw two seasons ago, you know, direct, not wasteful in possession, uh, up and down, just unbelievable. And, you know, and arriving to score that goal, you know, in front of everybody, uh, I thought I'd, a special mention for him because I have given him stick over the season, but he, had, he, he was marvellous yesterday. Uh, but for me, I, I just cannot still believe how well Perma Asaka played. I, you know, given he hasn't been playing football uh, at this level for a year, um, he's had 38 minutes. He's come in to a final that no one gives a chance in as the captain of the squad. So he has responsibility on his shoulders. Also, um, Chelsea play with pace. They play on the break. They've got three forwards that buzz around. If they get the run on you, you're gone. So, you know, and he's not renowned for pace, as we all know. But I just, honestly, as the game went on, I just it was just a masterclass. He was in every position that he needed to be. He understood he had to give himself a yard, not that he pushed us too deep, or five yards maybe for Big Purr, but he, 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 he was just foot perfect. And some of the challenges, you know, the timing of the challenges, the headers, um, the way he led the team, you know, it felt like we had a captain on the pitch yesterday. It felt like it, we were being driven from him, from the back. He was talking. He was everything you needed. And I, and I, and I you know, he was for me the biggest worry um, and turned out to be the best player on the pitch for me. I, it was just a, a performance that I just never thought he could produce. Um, and if you just look at it on the physical side, to play at that level, not play at that level, sorry, for a year and then come into that pressure cooker of a match, and then do that is just phenomenal. I, absolutely phenomenal. I, I, you know, I just, I just, it, for me, it's one of the great performances in an Arsenal shirt for many years. It's not about yesterday for me. It's, it's 10, 10, 15 years. I would put that in there as, as absolutely one of the best performances from a single player given the circumstances. And also, I would also put that performance in a cup final up there with the very best that I've watched given, again, the circumstances. Um, yeah, just marvellous. But for me, Murta Saka, he's oh, just unbelievable. So, without a doubt, big purr, mate. Yeah, it's hard to look beyond him. I mean, I'm, I'm, I I was just flabbergasted. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Um, Michael, um, a- anyone else for you that, that, that you were amazingly impressed with? Obviously, Purr's got, got, got a big shout from a lot of fans, but anyone else? Yeah, Purr would definitely be the man for me. He's man, uh, man of the match, but... Uh, no, I just thought Zaka was 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 again just yeah. t- touched it before, which is superb. You know, he was just spraying the ball about, popping it about. You know, you look at Zaka yesterday and the way he was at the first game he came on against Liverpool, where he was just sort of, you know, you know, I think he got a yellow card after you know seconds off coming on or something like that. But uh, you know, he was just so composed 
Um, and again, just show a little bit of steel and determination. But touching on Per with what uh, Mark said, I don't know if you guys have seen the um, the FA tunnel cam, you know, where it just goes through from when, yeah, the, when yeah. the teams arrive to half-time to full-time and stuff. And if you looked at Mertesacker um, before they came out, you know, the look on his face, it was yes, just absolutely yes. one of pure, pure, like, focus and concentration. Normally when he comes out, he's a bit... You know, he's almost a bit jovial, a bit, a bit joking with the opposition captain and stuff like yeah. that. But when he came out yesterday, he was solid. He was like, you know, he, he just had a focus in his eyes, you know. And it was like, you know, oh, this, this is serious. And um, didn't look and at obviously, KO at you... all, did he? No, he, he didn't. He didn't. He was, he was proper focused. I was like, wow, you know. And uh, and yeah, like Mark said, he he, he led led from from the back or from the front front, you could say. But he led from the back, and um, it, it was just immense. And I think, as Mark said again. You, you look at performances, you know, you remember some performances from, from players and, and, and you go back and I think as long as we support, as long as we support this club, you know, for how many years we're around, we'll always remember this, uh, this performance and, you know, it'll be a, it'll be a, a standard of, of, of future, you know, something back to, to mark against, you know, hopefully holding will, 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 will surpass that. But if you look at performances in the past, you know, it's right up there with one of the ones like with Vieira. Um, against Liverpool, when when Orn we scored his hat trick, and, and we and we looked like we were going to lose the, lose the title, and he scored that hat trick at Highbury. People forget the performance from Patrick Vieira that day was probably his best performance in an Arsenal an Arsenal shirt. It, it was unbelievable, and it was because of him we turned that game around, and it was because of Per Mertesacker we won that game yesterday. It's as simple as that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely agree. Obviously, it was fantastic to see Neil. Anyone special shout outs for you? I mean, you can go from one to eleven, but anyone specifically? All of them. There you go, you did. Perfect. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I agree with that. A special shout no, to... No, um... I, I, I know, I want to I I I I say Per as well. I mean, your boys have just said everything there is to say. I mean, I, to, to, to play 37 minutes and to perform like that, he can stay another three years for what I'm concerned. I don't care if he's 55. I mean, that's just ridiculous. I mean, he, he was... a year he, extension. He, uh, no, I don't. I hope, I, actually, if he plays like that, I, I hope he does. I mean, it was just ridiculous. 37 minutes of game time and then you go and do that. I mean, in a final as well against Chelsea, it wasn't as if we were playing Brentwood, was it? It's Chelsea, and Christ! I mean, he was his positioning, his awareness, his timing, everything, and not just that. He was then giving the guidance potentially to to Rob Holding and to Nacho. I mean, Nacho had played out of his skin. Rob Holding, the game of his life in his young career. I mean, what can you say? But all of them. But yeah, Percy. If I had to pick. I don't know who actually got the official man of the match. I, I don't know. Do, I do you guys Alexis. know who it was? It was Alexis. Alexis. Okay, fine. But, you know, I, I think, I think Purs, given this, as Mark's quite rightly said, given the circumstances, for me, it has to be him. It was a magnificent performance. It was gold. Performance in gold for me. Yeah. Yeah. A special shout for me for, for, for Rox. I mean, he's been played in so many different areas of the pitch, you know, in the season and, um, He's really been a great player, like like for for, for for big part of the season, Ox. So he deserved that cup final, and um, I thought he was he really gave Moses hell, didn't he? I mean, showed Moses good shout, good the shout. Pitch. So like you said, you could you go for every one of them, but but a special shout to him because he's come in for a lot of criticism. And I, I you know I've, I've, we've always known his potential, but I think this season he's really he really turned up. He's had a great season, and I hope he I hope he signs on. You know, so time will tell on that one. But um, the scenes after the game. Mark, I mean, anything specifically stand out for you? You see Czech running up to a spino. I thought that was fantastic. Alexis mm. and Arsene Wenger coming together. The post-match interviews, um, we read into everything at this point, you know, because the, the season's over and there's a lot to be discussed. But anything stand out for you? 
I think just the just the raw emotion of of the players, um, what it actually meant to them after after the whole season of them being labelled many things um, by lots of people. Um, but the biggest one being that they are butlers and they don't care and they don't they're not interested and they're they're lazy and you know they're coasters. Some of which I've said I have to say and actually to be fair to, to the fans to us. Um, rightly so on some occasions, you know, we have questioned their desire and their want to play for Arsenal, which as we've, as we've previously said, I think is the most hurtful thing you can do to a fan is to not try, um, or appear to not try, let's say. And that certainly came across, you know, in games like Palace away and where you, you know, they're putting the white flag up with five minutes gone and, um, you know, and they're going to get stick, you know, I don't see how, how they'd expect not to. So I do think that that's been building up. We also know that, you know, there's the Arsene Wenger thing been going on. I think he, he, he is alluded to the fact that that's affected the players, um, the uncertainty throughout it all. And God knows what's going on with the board. Um, today's probably not the time to talk about it because we, you know, we're having a really positive discussion, but, all those things, you know, to me, culminated in them letting that out at that final whistle yesterday. I think it, it vindicated the squad, the, certainly the players that played, um, and, and sort of stuck two fingers up at, at the media um, who have crucified them, who like to crucify us, whatever we're doing. Um, and, you know, and, and the fans, I think, you know, they felt that from the fans more than anyone, the away support, you know, was giving them sticky. The home support, it has been a bit toxic. Arsene mentioned it before. But this has all been created for, for a number of reasons, which, as I say, not to, today's not the time to talk about them. But I do think, I've never seen just like raw emotion like it. When we won the cup before, right? We won it twice in three years. Of course, they're happy when they do that. But the actual outpouring, I mean, they, they were like, their heads were nearly coming off, punching the air, and I've, I've never seen it. It was, it meant everything because I do believe that it, it, they was just saying to everyone, listen, we're not what you say we are. There are things going on and we, we, we are willing to fight for this club and we've just proved it to you against the best team in the country. As Neil pointed out, 30 wins in 38. I'm not sure that'll ever be, you know, seen again, to be honest, such, such is that record. So, you know, it, it, we, we can't even, we, we had, a, we might have had a few games to get us to the final that weren't hardest, but my God, we had, you know, City in the final and Chelsea in the, uh, City in the semi and Chelsea in the final. And that is as hard as it gets. And nine out of the last 10 games, you know, given where we were with 10 games to go, if you would have said we'd have won nine and won the cup, you would have, we would have all said we're mad. So I do believe they've, you know, they've got back in tune. And so I think that's what really stuck in my mind. Ours, I don't know if I've seen Arsenal as happy after winning something either, even the league. He was, he was, it was like a huge relief had been lifted off them, off them just to, in terms of that. And, 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 and it given the platform hopefully to go into next season. So just the raw emotion of it. And I think the fans felt that as well. And it was, it was, it was great, mate, to be part of it. Yeah, it must have been amazing, mate. It was just great to watch. Um, Mike, anything stand out for you at the end of the game? No, just uh, very, very emotion, you know, when he was talking in, after the game uh, to the BBC, you know, when he was talking again, he was talking in the past tense again about the players, about, you know, all, all, all they need is two more players and this team can challenge for the title. And he was like, you know, just he's almost detaching himself away from it. 
But um, but later on, when when we found out that he said he, he in the press conference that he's going to keep this medal, you know, he's not going to get rid rid of this one, you know, he's going to keep it. Um, so you know, what does that mean? Is it just because it's the seventh, or you know, is it is it because it's going to be his last one? But um, I, I don't know. For me, it was almost like the you know, I think I said in WhatsApp, it's almost like he, it's almost like he could have said to the guys, look, this is this is my last last game, um, you know, mm-hmm. as manager and. You know, just make, just go out there, and make me proud. And 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 if ever, if you're talking about this is the last game for him, if it is his last game, um, you know, you talk about going out on a shield because if ever a game encapsulated his legacy and what he's brought to the club and the football and everything, that was yesterday, right? Because it sure. was football on the front foot. It was committed. You know, there was one point where Chelsea had an attack in, in the first half and in, in the box, and I thought, and I think three of our players threw themselves. To block it, I think it was Mertesacker yeah, holding and someone it. else. They threw, they threw yeah. themselves at the ball. Look, mm-hmm. you know, against Palace, that weren't happening against Palace, was it? You know, we were, they were mm-hmm. running away from the ball. You know, so if ever a game encapsulated, you know, his legacy and what that man's brought to, to this club, we saw it yesterday. You know, we had the you know the hearts in mouth moment, the the sensational football. We you know creating chances for fun, like it was like two thousand and four all over again. Um, but for me, I, I I I don't know, man. It just it, it the, the emotion was. It was really, like, like Mark said, it was really raw. You know, the players were really sort of letting go yesterday. Um, and, um, it was just great to see. And I, and I, and I think of all the finals that we've seen and we've been privileged to see under his stead and, and previous managers, I think this is probably one of the most ones that's really choked all of us up, got, really got us emotionally, um, in terms of what we went through yesterday and, uh, what we saw post match. It was just amazing and, and literally made you as an Arsenal fan. Burst with pride. How often have we, how, how often have we said that this season where these, we, we're proud to, these players, we, we're proud of these lot. Uh, probably on one hand, and that was the Chelsea game again. Well, you know, one finger. You know, these guys actually, you, you were bursting with pride yesterday with what these guys achieved. And, uh, let's just hope they can actually kick on and just do, you know, have a, a couple more performances like it. You know, please. Yeah, yeah, well said, mate. Well said. Neil, anything to add? Anything specifically in the in, in the end of the game? Scenes that yeah, please your eye. Yeah, they 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 look like a bunch of kids who, who's who each of them had been given a PlayStation Four Pro, and they were just dancing around with joy for that. Um, and I know you'd you'd love that, Jack. You know, yeah, I'm yeah, you're a big fan the of the old PlayStation. I'm an Xbox fan right? myself. So it's like, well, yeah, but all the, well, they would have made an exception of giving you an Xbox, you know, but that's what it looked like. I mean, and Wenger, Wenger got the Xbox, actually. He had the, you know, he had the Xbox. But no, no, seriously. I mean, it was just uh, just a joy to see that that togetherness. You know, I was saying before we, we started recording, it was, um, you know, we've been always sort of uh, talking about they're too nice in the club. They're too nice. It's all a bit very nice atmosphere and they need a bit of that cutthroatness and et cetera. Well, Yesterday they balanced it out, didn't they? They were cutthroat on on the pitch. Michael just gave a fantastic example there. Three of them, you know, you know, throwing themselves to stop stop a potential uh, a goal scoring opportunity. Um, but then when they were on the pitch, they were all loving each other. The month, the moment that stuck out for me, there's two little moments was when Wenger grabbed um, Alexis and sort of like ruffled his hair. Oh, that was just a, it was just such a, it was a it was such a joy to see that. It was almost like a father and son thing. I, I, I loved it. It really touched me. And then to see my man, the beast, Gabriel, doing his thing. Oh, my funny. God. Oh, funny. my God. On one leg, <laughs> as, as Mark said, a pogo stick. I mean, yeah. fuck, you know, I'm sorry. I'm going to swear now. You know, the whole, the culmination of everything, you know, the way they were laughing, joking, jumping on each other, you know, punching the air. Come on, come on, have, have some of that. How about that? You know, all of that stuff. 
the stuff that us fans have been longing for, some of the stuff that our, our, us as fans have been wanting to participate in and see that and have it come out of us. And as you said, Michael, pride, pride, big word there, massive. We're finally proud of that team, that collective. It was brilliant, Jack. There's nothing I can fault about yesterday. As soon as we finish the pod this evening, I'm going to sit sit down and watch it again. I really want to watch it again and watch all the stuff on the Arsenal yep. media website, you know, the, the yep. Arsenal player. They'll have all the behind-the-scenes dressing room scenes. Oh, it was fantastic. <laughs> I could go on all night about this. I'm, You know, this is better than sex. Fuck it. Well, well, right. speak for yourself, speak for yourself, son. Speak for yourself, son. Well, all right, maybe. Well, you know, I'm not a rabbit anymore. Do you know what I mean? I'm, you know, that's how he's playing the sex with me. All right. And now, and now I haven't been drinking. Hilarious. All right. Well, on that note, on that note, we'll go to fans' questions. Um, um, that's no, a good no, link. No. Yeah. yeah, it's good linking. I know, Neil, <laughs> yeah. I, I, know, I know Neil's got a few things. You know, he loves the fans. So here we go. Um, uh, let's go to Mark first. Because I know you got to pop off um, pretty soon. I'm going to give you a question. Um, one from at Guna Reverend Phil Andrews gives us a great question sometimes. So appreciate uh, yeah. it. Um, do you think Wenger should be given a new contract, no matter what the result? We know what the result is now. He sent it in just before the game. Um, mm. Where do you stand on on that now? Fifth place, FA Cup. Um, where do you stand, Mike? Mark? That is a powerful question. Um, I'm a great question as well. You know what? I I am I, now. We, now we've won. Now we've won yesterday, and and played like that I personally am either way you know if at least now I've got my wish in lots of ways where if he decides he's not going to or the club decide then he goes out on a high and you know we we should celebrate that um as sad as that would be it would kill me um I have to say because I have you know huge respect and loyalty to the man I absolutely adore him he will be always be one of my Arsenal heroes um but at least, at least he will go out on a, on a massive high, um, with his head held high. Um, on the other hand, if he signs, then, you know, there has to be, I think, some, some structure around that. I don't, I do believe that we, we do need something different next season. Um, if Arsene can say to us, well, I'm going to put two players on that team yesterday and we're going to play like that every week, then, you know, you'd want him to sign for five years, wouldn't you? Do you know what I mean? But this, the issue is, is, is can we produce that yesterday for 30 games out of 38? You know, I'm not sure you could produce it every week, but could you, could you get near it? You know, even 80% of that yesterday would be enough to beat most of the teams in the Premier League. And that's, I think that's where we are with it. You know, there are things I think that need to happen. I think he needs help. I think he needs, he has to accept that he needs help. Um, so, you know, for me, if, if you had to sway me one way, then I'd probably say just about sign on the back of yesterday. Um, however, I do believe that it is a time where, you know, the club has to reflect on, on what's happened this season. If it, if it is all above his head, then sort it out and give the man the backing he deserves. Um, that's the bit that bothers me about it. I'm still not convinced that that he's ever he's ever had the real freedom and backing that he deserves. Um, some would say he has. This is the conjecture of it. He he always alludes to things that happen that he can't talk about, and he will do one day. Well, I'd love to bloody know what they are, you know. So it's a real for me. It's a conundrum. I have to say, you know, I'd never throw him under the bus. I'm one of them people. I'm loyal to him, um, but I would like to see some change in 
what happens throughout a season in either the way we play, which may have happened now, now we've changed the system, or some structure around him to give him some help to let him allow him to focus on things that really matter. I do think he's too entrenched in things. So, um, but on the other hand, if he does decide that, that it, it is, you know, time, which, you know, I have a feeling he might, I have to say, I, my, my gut feeling is still that he might go, uh, Wednesday, Thursday morning. I've, you know, as Michael says, there's been things in, 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 in interviews and also his body language. I mean, I didn't mention it in, in the, in the question, in the, the, the uh, pod, but I've got a little bit of video that I'll share with you guys after that. I, I videoed Wenger as he come around past us. He was doing an awful lot of waving, an awful lot of, you know, now you can say, are they goodbyes or I, I don't know, but I've not seen him do it before. Put it that way. I've not seen him do what he did before. I'm not saying this is definite, but I just pick up on the past tense stuff that he spoke about last Sunday after the Everton game. I pick up on the, very sort of relentless um, criticism of the of the fan base yesterday about you know that, that he, he accepts that he can take criticism before games he can t- after games but he doesn't accept that the fans should not should take that into the into supporting the team that's very unusual for him you know it was like he was making a point at, at, at the end almost for me so listen I could be wrong he could Thursday morning they could sign an extension. With, with some with some structure around it, and we go again. But I, I my gut feeling is is that he's gonna he's gonna bow, and we'll, we'll see. You know, and that that will that will carry a lot of emotion for me if it, if it happens. So uh, that's how I'd answer that. I hope I've answered it. Oh, you have absolutely, mate. You can you can you can head off into the the sunset with that one. But, <laughs> uh, thanks, Mark. Appreciate, it, mate. Cheers, guys. Go, so, Cheers, so, Mark. Cheers, Mark. Top man, mate. And uh, Mark, Michael, you, mate. I mean, we we can't go to you and Neil without getting. Your quick thoughts on that? We've all questioned it. No matter how devout, um, you how how much you support Wenger at times this season, we've all questioned: is it the right time? Now we look at everything as a whole, Michael. Um, what, should, mm. what do you think? Um, I, I I think it will likely be a probably a probably frank discussion. It's going to be the sounds of it because again, some of the stuff he's come out with, he mentioned about decisions being made now in the game, and sometimes the decisions being made are based on popularity and rather than them being on sort of the context and 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 even if they're unpopular decisions uh, that needs to be made, they should be made for the good of the club. So I think he was having a a pointed uh, shot at maybe the board. <sighs> Could that be about the contract that maybe was on the table and was withdrawn? And then we had the release to say that he's going to be, you know, in the season, it's going to be mutual between him and the board. Um, so it, 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 to me, it's almost like a tip of a coin, you know, because, you know, I'm sure he'd want to stay, but I'm sure the club will say, well, we want you to stay, but they've got, we, we want to put a, a structure in place. Um, and even though a lot of us we want that, you know, does he want that? Does he want to be answerable to anyone, you know, after having so many years of not being answerable to anyone? Not really. Uh, not since Dean left. So, um, it's going to be really interesting. I, I just can't call it. I think we've, I think I've said all season long that I think he's going to stay, uh, for another two years. Um, and if I had to put money on it, I probably would say that, but I mean, God, who, who knows? But if, he, if it is his, his last game, like I said, I mean, yesterday, uh, he's gone out on the shield. He's gone out with his values intact in terms of how he wants to play the game on the front foot and, um, and belief in his 
in, in, in his philosophy. You know, like, like you said, Jack, you know, he, he brings on Giroud, you know, before, before, you know, he, you know, another manager might have changed that, wouldn't he? he? But he didn't. He believed in his, in, in what he wanted to do and it paid off. But, you know, I don't know, mate. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see how, how what the fallout is. Uh, is it on Thursday when we should find out maybe? Yeah, maybe, bef- maybe before because, you know, the meeting is Tuesday, so you never know if something's going to fill out after that. But Neil, you've been, probably, a- yeah. Yeah, could do. You've been a strong, Wing her out at times, Neil. Um, as another trophy in the in the cabinet, change your mind, mate. Right. Am I really going to answer that now? Then <laughs> you're like a um, flipping yo-yo, flippity flop. No, 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 no. I'm not. No, no. And, 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 I, and actually, I was going to say a few words about your brother John, but I won't. I'll let him come on, and I'll I'll, I'll, I'll turn into his face if you like. But anyway, right. Um, Wenger, interesting. For me, if he, if we carry on playing like we have in this new formation or whatever the formation is, if we play with this intensity and this desire and this hunger, then I don't care how many years Wenger stays. I really don't. I really don't. Because I've always said it's, there's some, if there's problems and there's changes to be made, it's got to go across the board. It's got to be board. It's got to be manager, managerial level. It's got to be board level. It's got to be play, you know, the players. But what I saw yesterday, there were no signs of any issues as far as I was concerned. So if we're going to, carry on playing in that vein then you know why not why not extend his contract as to whether he does he's offered it and if he is off it as, as to whether he actually then accepts it or not that's a completely different matter and only Wenger and the board will be able to make that decision it's nothing that we can uh, you know we, we can we can sit here and second guess until the cows come home but whether we're gonna say all the right thing even if it's if we, we, we strip it down and be very logical about it it's a very very difficult thing to do it's quite interesting, though, hearing the two lads, you know, Mark's more sort of on the, uh, you know, the thought process that he probably will go. And Michael's sort of been saying that he will stay. So it's quite quite an even kind of uh, debate here. But I think, I think as, as we've always said, that we want what's best for the club. We want what's best for, for even Wenger. We don't want him to, to t- tarnish his legacy. Um, which I, d- I don't think, I don't think he's done. I mean, you know, even, even with that barren spell, he was, st- we were still holding, top four season after season. Yeah, I mean, we, we can be disappointed with it, but at the same time, that's still, still an achievement in itself. And now, as we've found out this season, it's not an easy thing to accomplish, you know, and other clubs who are laughing at are celebrating that or, you know, assuming that that is a trophy in itself, how they've celebrated by getting to that position this season. It's very ironic, isn't it? Um, so I, I, I just feel that um, if he was to go, it would be a very, very sad day, really sad. Um, but at least he can go out on that high. Mark said it perfectly. You know what a better game to go out on if he are, is going to go on because it's a game that that's his whole ethos on how to play football, isn't it? Exactly what we saw on the pitch yesterday. Everything about the purest way of playing football. It could there couldn't have been a better example of it yesterday. So in that respect, fantastic. But I'm, oh, it's going to be for me a really really sad day. As I'm sure it is for for a lot of uh, of, of the fans out there. Um, but yeah, if we carry on playing the way we do, and he's he's given the the the, the reins to, to 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 push that forward, then why not? You know, is a change of manager actually going to help the situation? He might do, might bring fresh ideas. You know, it might be a younger manager who's you know got that exuberance and 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 and, and whatnot, and and it, and it could um it could it could you know and, and enhance the club in a lot of ways, but. Again, we're second guessing. We just don't know. So time will tell, and I'm sure by Thursday at the latest, we will all know better. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, my brother was in um, 
don't know how he got in there, like the club level or whatever, but he was sitting in the club level yesterday and he asked Bob Wilson and Bob Wilson kept changing the subject. He kept asking him, he said, he said he kept changing it. We saw um, Liam Brady apparently saying that he thinks Wenger's going to sign a contract extension and Bob Wilson and Liam Brady were sitting right next to each other behind John and, and Charlie George. And um, so they both, you know, you know, maybe, you know, it looks like no one knows, doesn't it? It looks like no one knows other than key people within the club and, and maybe not even maybe it's not even sorted out yet so we don't know I'm probably on the edge of thinking Wenger's going to leave but I'm, I'm much more on the edge of wanting Wenger to, to stay when um when we think about this next question Michael the next question is at samiam underscore 21 says what do you think of a potential takeover by Usmanov which I think is really really unlikely um, because of the relationship between Kronky and Usmanov and w- would his influx of, cla- of cash be an improvement or detrimental to the club um, would you like it Michael and Really, I mean, the biggest question is, is do you think it's even going to happen? Um, is it going to happen? Um, I, I think the thing, I think, you know, I'm not really got my finger on the pulse for what's happening with Kroenke. Uh, with, uh, I know the stadium, uh, he wants to move the LA Rams uh, uh, back to a new stadium. And I think that's sort of been put on hold. So whether that's going to cost him a bit of money, which he might need to get from elsewhere, so maybe a, a big bid. Uh, I, I, I just think maybe with all the stuff what's happening in in, in you know in, in the US with his uh, expansion move, you know, with his NFL team, maybe that's going to cause him a few problems. Might hit him in the pocket a little bit. So maybe a bid from a, a, a bigger bid from Musmanov might make him think a bit about it, something to chew over. But um, it depends on. Again, if, if someone comes in and shows a bit of an ambition, it's got to be matched with you know obviously the. The man who's in charge and who's going to be the one to identify players. Does that come from a structure? You know, a, a bigger structure is the team behind the, behind the scenes. Is that all going to be on the shoulders of one man? You know, like like it is Wenger. You know, he, we know that he's not keen on doing that and splashing out big money on players. You know, when he's in a sort of a, a, a negotiating battle with someone, he'll rather pick someone who maybe is surplus to requirements. You know, and to be fair, that's what's happened with Virgil and Sanchez. They were sort of surplus to requirements at the respective previous clubs and we managed to get hold of him because of his um, reputation and because of, of obviously how, you know, the way he made each deal a bit personal, how, how he, you know, spoke to each both players. So it, it would be nice to have someone behind the scenes who has a bit of drive and ambition, who owns, you know, rather than someone who says that he didn't buy the club to win trophies. Um you know that that's the thing for me is how you, you, you know, it's, it's the, it's the message you put out there. And, and for me, Cronky, ever, ever since he's come there, his message has not been the right ones, really. You know, he's fortunate that he's he's watched, he's overseen three three cup wins. But um, you know, Usmanov looks like he's someone who will back whoever is in there. But obviously, with the understanding that look, you need to deliver, you need to win win trophies, and you need to be accountable for stuff. So, I think it would be health, healthy. It would be good. Um, but again, is it going to happen? You know, I. I, I I think Kronk is quite, quite stubborn, but I think with what's happening back home, I think, you know, if he's going to be losing money and you can see maybe a two, a two billion or just under two billion offer for the club, it might be too hard for him to turn down in terms of how much it is, it was worth when he bought it, which was just up, was about 750 million pounds. So it'd be a massive, um, profit if he did decide to set up. So it's going to be, that's going to be something to keep an eye on as well, isn't it? Over the summer. Yeah. Yeah. That will be a very interesting, lot of possible changes. So. Be interesting. Um, at Ivor Cannon asked about our our, our cap, uh, not captain, our man of the match. He says Ramsey. We all said Mertesacker, but 
hard to argue with with anyone that you picked from that performance yesterday. Uh, Neil at Jimmy, sorry Jimmy Turner um, at JT Wiki Six says, "Love Arsenal, but not entirely convinced that this squad can get us back into the Champions League. Thinks we need at least four proven players. If we kept everyone together and they played like that, I don't think we need four proven players personally. But what about you?" I think we just need um, potentially a striker and a powerful centre mid- midfielder. I think we've, we've spoken about it before, uh, off the pod and on the pod. I think that's probably all we need. Um, you know, the, the defence, if everyone's fit, I think is okay. Uh, oh, we, we potentially may need a goalkeeper as well. If, if uh, I didn't think of that one. If, if uh, it isn't to be Ospina's last, last season uh, with the back, club. Um, but if Chesney comes back then, and I hear that he's been doing wonderful things, we know that he loves Arsenal. So, you know, that, that's, that should be fine. Uh, where we know him and, him and, uh, Czech together. And I think Martinez, I don't know if he's going or not, but I, when I've seen him come in when he's needed to, I think he's been quite tidy. So defense wise, of course, we've got, um, Gabriel has been, he's shown to be, been playing really well in this formation. Um, holding, don't have to talk about, as we know, um, Saka now, a revelation. If he, if he, doesn't uh, step down and he and he carries on and he gets maybe another year or whatever. Um, and even Chambers is there's room for him to come back. So so I don't even think defence is any any real requirement. I just think maybe the midfield we we we've obviously got Santi that he's he's almost become the forgotten man. But what a player he is. But is he going to have a be able to have a full season even if he is fit? Um, and then if we do suffer injuries at the moment, the Rambo, Shaka partnership is working so well so you know you, you, you don't want to try and fix something that isn't broken but again there could be suspensions there could be injuries and things so I think a powerful centre mid um, in the mould of what we used to have similar to I guess Patrick Vieira which I still even to this day don't think we've really ever been able to replace and it's a hard one to replace but and a hard act to follow but something like that and then uh, potentially a striker because I don't know. Is Giroud going to still be around? Do we need someone? I mean, Giroud, I think, is, is, is a fantastic player with many attributes, but he's better, I think, as an impact sub. Um, and I don't think he, as a player himself, who obviously gets into the French uh, team, he's not going to be wanting to play every game as an impact sub. So there's a good chance he may go. Um, but then again, we've always got Sonogol, haven't we? So, you know, uh, we've got, yeah. we've got, we've, we've, we've got our, we've got our, um, a sort of, uh, we can play our ace Trump or Trump card, if you like, and get him back up the top and we'll be winning the quad then. So, uh, because we'll be banging in 50 goals next season. But no, with all seriousness, I think for me, just a couple of players at the most, if, 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 <coughs> if anything, but the way, the way they all played yesterday, Jesus, I mean, that, 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 that team, that squad and that performance, that can compete compete at the best certainly will get us back in the top four without a doubt if not challenge for the title yeah you got to keep your squad together I still think that um, despite yep. the poor performances Runa. and I think that's why I, I think another reason that Wenger needs to stay because if we if Wenger leaves um, the way our club moves let's face it we don't move very fast do we um, our whole summer will be spent thinking about who the next manager is what the next step is and um, it won't be thought about players and all those contracts that are whittling down those players are likely to, I think, far more likely to move on if Wenger doesn't sign. Um, yeah, that's agree. my personal opinion. Because I, I, agree. Don't, I, I don't think we're at it. You look at Manchester City, um, you know, they've signed a couple of huge players already and the season's barely over. You know, we're, we're, we're not in that bracket. I'm not saying with Wenger we, we, we'd move any faster, but the fact is the board doesn't move very fast at anything. 
You know, they, they, they've not thought about the contract situation with Wenger, with the players. Um, we, you know, they, they, they're very, very slow to act. They're reactive. They're not proactive whatsoever. So, mm, that's right, um, that's right. You know, if Wenger leaves, they'll probably realise Wednesday, Thursday, oh, he is leaving. And mm. um, then they'll start looking at candidates. And I'm sure they haven't even figured out a list of candidates. So, you know, I, I genuinely think um, there's not a lot of planning that goes on there, which is really worrying. But, but you know, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I, 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 think that, I think the thing you're spot on, Jack, I think maybe a compromise might be, we've discussed this before, potentially give him a 12 or 24-month extension. Um, and then, you know, but saying that, that you know, that we are going to start now planning to, to recruit someone to take over over your reins. And have a little bit more structure, structure with it, and and maybe that might be a solution. But and maybe that's going to be maybe part of one of their options that they may discuss or put to the table on on the at this meeting. But we, again, we don't know. It's all speculation, isn't it? But I, I, it's a difficult. It's always going to be a difficult question. And and whatever happens, I feel though I do think that there is going to be some format of change going into before the start of next season. Uh, I think there's got to be after w- what has happened in this season, especially with uh, the divide in the fans and then etc. And I'm sure, I'm sure the club are not going to want to see that um, uh, again or, or reoccur. So I think there's going to be something that's going to change, but whether in what guise that's going to be, we, no one knows yet. It'll be to ban the circus act fans that surround the club. That's what the change will be. That'll be <laughs> yeah. fantastic. Um, yeah. Michael Tashes says fourth place or FA Cup win. What do you take? FA Cup win. Like it. Neil, agree? Absolutely. Yeah, FA Cup win. Me too. I don't know why it's even a question. God, come on. Uh, no, good one, <laughs> Tasha. appreciate it. Last one to Michael. Where do you see a fit Jack Wilshere and Santi Cazorla fitting into the new formation next season? Do you think Jack Wilshere still has a future at the club? And do you think Santi Cazorla still has the legs, really? Um, I would believe... I, I would like to think they both do <laughs> only because, I mean... Looking in the formation that we play, we're playing at the moment. I'm not quite sure you could probably have one of them in there. But if they're if they're around the squad, it just gives us options, doesn't it, to change formation, to not rely on you know maybe change it, you know, to start our games, to play a different way. Um, and obviously they they're both you know quality players, you know. So it'd be silly to cut our nose off the spider face. And obviously we're looking to recruit. But there's no point just recruiting, you know, when you've got, you know, good players there already. You just obviously need to use them in the right formation. So because obviously look at look at what's happened. We've changed formation and players like Ramsey was, you know, being obviously detrimental to almost the way we were playing. It now is new lease of life, you know. Um Bellerin has got a new lease of life playing there on, on the right hand side. So I think those two will still I would still like to see them around the squad. Obviously Jack, we've got to see how he gets back from his injury and obviously Santi as well. But uh it just gives us options going forward and especially if we're going to proper make a challenge for the title which Neil rightly says you know we've got no excuses really with the players that we've got if we've got the right attitude we can challenge uh, next year and if we've got you know a good strong squad behind us and you know hopefully touch wood with injuries you know we need those guys there so we can it gives us a full deck a, a full hand to make changes you know if we if we need to so I would like to see them uh, there Jack to be honest yeah, agreed, agreed. They're, they're very good footballers, so it'd be great to see them around. And hopefully they have a good pre-season and, uh, and we kick on. So, yeah, but, um, boys, it was great. Um, I, f- I think, really appreciate you both coming on all season. Um, a couple of things before we go was, um, we may do another podcast. I don't know. We'll see how Wednesday, Thursday goes and how we feel. And 
And if there's enough want for it, we'll, we'll do another podcast, um, depending on the Wenger situation and whatnot. I get a feeling there probably will be um, a lot to talk about, but but we'll um, we we may do a, sh- a short one um, ba- based on that because there's still a lot going on at the club. Um, thoughts with everyone in, in in Manchester? We didn't mention the Manchester yeah. bombing. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, this absolutely. absolutely. It's, it's um tragic, horrible, disgraceful. Um, oh, sick to my stomach. God, but, um, yeah. um, obviously, yeah, it's just terrible what's happening. Everyone and just and just to sh- just to shout out how well it was observed and how, how oh, nice yeah. it was. Yeah, it was amazing. It was it was brilliant. Yeah. It was so yeah. so good to see that. And there was a, you know, uh, a Manchester run today as well, wasn't there? Yeah, was that's it. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. it's it's lovely when you see two you know rival fans and opposing fans just unite for something like that. It's it's so refreshing yeah. to see that. It's it's you know it. Yeah. it oh, I, I just can't put that into words. That was just awesome. It was brilliant. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah, yeah. Well said. Well said. And. Um, Lastly, yeah, just find us on, on all the usual places. SoundCloud, look up Purely Arsenal on SoundCloud, footballpurist.com, or just go to Twitter and look up Purely Arsenal FP and um, ask us questions and, and tune in and, and um, let us know what you think of the podcast. And um, can, yeah, we'll can, be I, can, I, can I just say one thing? Can I just give yeah. a shout out to Stu? You know, he's been on the pod a few times. Stu, yes. I'm really sorry, but I didn't cut off today. What a shame. Oh, oh bless him. There you go, mate. Yeah. There you go, Stu. <laughs> Stu, Stu is our, I say Stu is our Olivier, Olivier Giroud. Comes on when we truly, truly need a guy. Good man. No, good man. But thanks to you boys, mainly. Yeah. You Thank you, Jack. You open Thank up you. your time every week. And, um, pleasure. Uh, pleasure as always, mate. Appreciate it. Really, really appreciate it. Up and onwards. It. And upwards and onwards, on. lads. Come on, have FA nice, Cup. Have a nice summer, baby. everyone. You yeah, too, boys. have a good one. So we'll be chatting. Come on. Keep the faith. Despacito, quiero respirar tu cuello despacito. Deja que te diga cosas al oído para que te acuerdes si no estás conmigo. Despacito, quiero desnudarte a besos despacito. Firmo en las paredes de tu laberinto y hacer de tu cuerpo todo un manuscrito. Pasito a pasito, suave, suavecito, nos vamos pegando poquito a poquito. Y es que esa belleza es un rompecabezas, pero para montarlo aquí tengo la pieza, oye. Despacito, quiero respirar tu cuello despacito. Deja que te diga cosas al oído, para que te acuerdes si no estás conmigo. Despacito, quiero desnudarte a besos despacito. Firmo en las paredes de tu laberinto. De tu cuerpo todo un manuscrito
This is how we do it down in Puerto Rico. I just wanna hear you screaming, ay bendito. I can go forever cuando esté contigo. Pasito a pasito, suave, suavecito. Nos vamos pegando poquito a poquito. Hasta provocar tus gritos. Y que olvides tu apellido. Despacito.